he said it again the truth is your spiritual growth is your responsibility so somebody might push you somebody might pray for you somebody might you know constantly have you and please believers if you have somebody that you've been doing this for i am not saying that you should stop i'm just saying that i was just exhausted and i was not exhausted um because i felt i didn't want to do it again but it was a kind of holy anger <laughs> because i was like by now you should know better like like what do you want actually it's either you're here or there you know so like i was just you know getting angry in my spirit and i'm not saying that i'm not excusing that by the way and i'm not saying you should get angry please keep praying for the loved for your loved ones that you know are not saved keep preaching the gospel to them but the point of the lesson that the holy spirit wanted to teach me that day was spiritual growth is your responsibility it is not it cannot be imparted on you excuse me it cannot be imparted on you so no matter how many people lay their hands on you lay their legs on you everything you can it cannot be imparted it is your responsibility to stir up the gifts that have been deposited inside of you it is your responsibility as a believer so do you want to grow it is your responsibility you have to first of all decide it starts with deciding it starts with deciding like what do i want do i want to serve god or do i want to be in the world do i want to serve god or do i want to be in the world it is something that you have to ask because it's something that you have to ask yourself it's something that you have to sit down and decide because you have to decide it's it's, it's your decision and then the next thing that you have to do is believe right i read this book by joseph prince about two years ago the power of right believing and whew, i was it was such a a great moment for me i have to apologize for any funny noises that you may you may hear i'm not going to edit this video because i'm going with the flow so try to focus <laughs> and it was it was such a time of refreshing for me because i was going through a phase in my life and it just dawned on me that if you don't believe right you're never going to act right you're never going to be right so the honest is on you to believe right what what are you believing remember that the near believer believes that it is by his power that he is saved it is by his strength Meanwhile, the Bible clearly states in Ephesians 2 verses 8-9 that for grace, for by grace are you saved. It is by grace that you are saved through faith, through believing. It is not of yourself. It is a gift of God. And it's not of works. Let no man boast about it. Because God knows us now. If 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 salvation was by works, ah, you will see some people puffing up. Some people are already even puffing up shoulders, but it would be worse. But salvation is a free gift. It was given to us freely by God. 
But God commended his great love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So while we're still deep in sin, Christ died for us. Christ did not die for us because we are righteous. Christ did not die for us because we had a change of heart. We were still very much in sin when Christ died for us. So you see that salvation is a free gift from God. We never could have measured up. We never would have been able to do it. Our righteousness is like a filthy rag before God. We, we foresee there, there's no way we would have made it without God. And that's why he has to send Christ. And if you read the scripture further down, it says, For we are his workmanship, verse 10. We are his workmanship created unto good works. Ephesians 2, verse 10. So you are God's workmanship and you are created unto good works. So yes, there is salvation. And yes, there is good works. Good works are the fruits of your salvation. You know that scripture, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. People have misquoted, misinterpreted, read out of context, and they say what it means is that you have to work hard. You have to strive so that you will be saved. Thank God we already established that salvation is a free gift of God, so we are saved by grace. But what that scripture entails is that salvation has fruits. Yeah, so as a believer, there are fruits of the Spirit that you ought to have, you know? And those fruits are translated into good works. Good works. And these works are a fruit of your salvation. Get this, the works don't make you any more saved. You know, the works don't make you saved. But the works are a fruit of your salvation. The works are a proof that, you know, you are saved. Don't take that proof too seriously, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it is a fruit that you are saved. Do you understand? You are God's workmanship. So God is working in you to produce good fruits, to produce good works. Do you understand? So how do you go from being a near believer to being a believer? First of all, you have to believe right. You have to believe right. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. We recited the scriptures a lot as, as kids. Like, it was memory verse all the time. But the moment you believe that Jesus Christ died for you, you received eternal life. You received eternal life. So heaven is not the goal. I tell people all the time, we're not striving to make heaven. We already have made heaven. We are already in Zion, the city of God. That's where we are. Surrounded by innumerable company of angels. So we are children of God. It is stated that we are, we are already children of God. We're already in Zion. We already have eternal life. So heaven is not our goal. But do you know what the goal is? The goal is, the goal is running the race that has been set before us. And what does this race entail? The bulk of it is to know Christ and to make Him known. So every single thing about our life encapsulates this purpose know Christ and make him known so it's a journey it's a continuous journey you don't know Christ in one day 
You can't know Christ in one day. The more you know Christ, the more you need to know. Do you understand? And the more you know Christ, the more you want to tell the world about him. The more you want to share the gospel. So you have to believe that Jesus Christ died for you. You have to believe that he gave his life to you freely. And that you are without spots nor blemish. You are the righteousness of God. You also have to believe that huh, God is able to keep you from falling, from stumbling into sin. You have to believe it. You have to believe that you have received the life of Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that enables you, that causes you to follow the statutes of God, that enables you to live right. So I am loved by God. I am cherished by God. I am forgiven. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have received the life of Christ. I have the Holy Ghost living inside of me. For I have not received the spirit of bondage against the fear, but I have received the spirit of adoption, whereby I cry, Father, Father. So God is my Father. I am a child of God. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. There is no height. There is no depth. There is no sin. There is no shame. Nothing can ever separate me from the love of God. This is what you believe. And after you believe, the next thing, you surrender. You surrender. Surrendering is letting go, letting go of self. Letting go of self-sufficiency. So you are God-sufficient and not self-sufficient. So you have the God-consciousness inside of you. And you know that it is not about you. But it is about God. And it's about God's will and God's work in you. And God's work through you. So you surrender. Lord, I give you everything. My life is an instrument for your glory. Do what Do with me what you want lay aside every weight that easily besets you so that you can run the race that has been placed in front of you lay aside the weight whatever it is whatever it is if it is your past lay it down if it is anything that you are struggling with lay it down the bible says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden i will give you rest so surrender and rest in the promises of God, rest in the finished works of Christ, just surrender. You know, it is not when you come to the consciousness that it is not by your power. Surrender to be used by God. The truth is that the Holy Spirit is not invasive. The Holy Spirit is not going to come into areas of your life that you do not you did not invite invite him in. Scripture says, Behold, I stand at the door of your heart open it if you open it i'll come in and i'll stop with you that's a paraphrase but that's it jesus christ is standing at the door of your heart you know you've already received the life of christ but there are areas that you can shut the door against god there are areas that you can close the door but god doesn't want that god wants us to be open and bare before him so you know those areas those things those things that just they're like dragging your feet they're like lead on your feet so you cannot walk you're just like ah 
you know it's such a struggle lay it down lay it down lay it down child of god lay it down allow the holy spirit work in you allow the holy spirit walk in you allow the holy spirit walk in you that's the only way that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh that is the only way walk, walk in the spirit walk by the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh walk in the spirit you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh galatians 5 16. just walk in the spirit the spirit is already inside of you just walk in it just surrender to the spirit of god just just surrender just you know open up your heart i'll tell you something so I've always been into music, yeah, and at some point in my life, I was like, ah, I would do secular music. I know I've said it before. And by the way, a couple of weeks ago, I stumbled on an old journal and I had written like a five-year plan. That was 2020. I wrote it in 2020. And I read that entry, this 2020, 2022, and guess what? I don't want any of those things that I wrote down in 2020. I do not want any of those things. One of the things that God has done in me, the work that God has done and is doing in me is that he has changed my desires. He's changing my desires. So these days I wake up and I just want to please God. It is not, it is no longer about me. It's no longer about myself. And how did I get here? I had to surrender because it's easy for you to easily it's easy for you to easily wow so you're forgiven so i live in the heart of potakot and sometimes airplanes fly across my heart <sighs> hey hey god hey. i live in potakot and sometimes airplanes fly across my house not my heart Anyways, I'm not editing this video. Y'all deal with this. So I noticed that I wanted to be in the church, but I also wanted to be in the world. So I grew up in church, always loved the Lord, always had a relationship with God. But there was a particular time in my life I just let, I became less God conscious. So it was about me and what I wanted to achieve. I did not even know or ask God what he wanted to do with my life. I had already planned my life. This is what I would do. This is where I will go. God was not in the picture. And towards the end of 2020, I was, I was so troubled. There was no peace in my heart. There was no peace because I knew that Omar... I knew that I was walking away. I'm gonna wrap this up in five minutes. I knew that I was walking away. So there was no peace in my heart, but I had to, I surrendered. I told God, take everything. There's a song I love so much, pierce through me, cut through me, open me up, do your surgical work in me till I see like you see. So take away the flesh, you know, Take away the flesh. And this scripture became my anchor scripture. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom, God, and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. So I started to seek God. 
Here's one huge testimony. I used to be such a huge fan of a popular secular artist in Nigeria. If you've been in my life for like five years, you know who this person is because I'm always screaming everywhere about him. I follow I unfollowed this said person some time back. And it was a huge like I told my sister the other day and she was like, eh? You unfollowed? Are you serious? <laughs> I don't know how I got here. But I kept deluding myself that I could play in the world and be in church. So I wanted to do secular music. Like, there's no song, there's no worldly song that you'd ask me that I do not know. And I'm talking just 2020. Until one day I said, Lord, this music thing, this music thing, I surrender it to you. You know, I've deluded myself so much that, you know, I can be in church and still play in the world. And gradually, these songs started to be distasteful to me. So there are still some songs that I, there are still some secular songs that I listen to. But if you ask me any latest Nigerian song, I don't know. Where this person is, I don't know. There was a time I used to take it upon myself to know all these things, but gradually my desires have changed. I surrendered. So you have to believe, right? You have to surrender. And the final thing that you have to do is work. <laughs> work, oh. Now, this work is not that you work to be saved. Like we've already established, you are saved by grace. But work is your intentionality remember when i said that spiritual growth is intentional it is deliberate it is not it does not just fall upon you it is something that you decide to do so yeah work hard do not pray do not play with prayer times do not play with your devotion run from anything that stimulates youthful lust see evil communication corrupts good manners be in the right company. Be in the right company. Saul was in the company of um, of um, prophesiers, of prophets. He prophesied. When Saul found himself in the company of prophets, he prophesied. In the same vein, if you find yourself in, a comp in the company of thieves, it's only a matter of time you would steal. It's only a matter of time you'll indulge. So do not be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. Who is in your circle? Who are your friends? What do you talk about? Be very intentional about the company that you keep. Be very, very intentional about the company that you keep. If you're around believers that talk about God all the time, that pray all the time, they'll rub off on you. It'll rub off on you. You'd want to pray. You want to talk about God all the time so work decide that you're going to surrender to god decide to grow spiritually and you do this by checking your company be in the right company have a great devotional life pray see you are woe the enemy keeps fighting the believer. So you have to constantly renew your mind. In order to not conform to the world, you have to renew your mind. How do you renew your mind? You pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You study. 
Do not play with fellowship times. Go to church. Make sure that the church that you're in, they are teaching the gospel. Pray, grow, decide. Have the right company. All right, I'm going to leave you with the scripture. Two scriptures actually. Now to the one with enough power to prevent you from stumbling into sin and bring you faultless before his glorious presence to stand before him with ecstatic delight. Jude one twenty four. God is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before God. Christ is able to present you blameless before God. And then finally, I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this gracious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 1.6 God that has started, started this gracious work in you will bring it to completion. Trust God, believe, surrender, and work. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Decide to run the race. Decide to run this race. And surrender. Put your two legs in. Say, God, it is you or nothing. If you don't lead me, I will not go. This is it. This is the life. It is not a one-off experience. It is a continuous experience. You die to the flesh daily. You surrender to God daily. Because in this world, though, if your leg not dig strong for ground, you go sleep, fall. And Christ is our strongest foundation. We have the mechanism in us to live right, to act right, surrender, decide, pray, pray. See, there's something that prayer does. It aligns you with the will of God. It gives you clarity. And there is nothing that you cannot achieve with God. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing. So you have everything that you need. Pray. Study. Check your company. If you need to cut off some friends, cut them off respectfully. You don't have to go everywhere. It's not everywhere that they invite you that you go. There are some people that you don't need to evangelize to. Transfer them to somebody else. I remember during the reboot camp, Pastor Iran said, block your ex. Block them. <laughs> those things that you know, you know your triggers, those things that would make you want to fall into temptation, cut, cut them away, cut them away. Tell God, Lord, those things that you know, help me deal with it. Live a life of consecration. Consecrate yourself daily to God by praying, worshipping. Do not miss fellowship with the brethren. It is very important because iron sharpened iron. You are strengthened when you fellowship with the brethren. Have a good church family. Stay planted there and work there. Alright? Know that God loves you. God has empowered you. And that this life, this race, we go run now. We go run and by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the speed of the Holy Ghost, we go run and. And on that day, I will see you in heaven. All right? You are loved by God. You are cherished by God. And I love you. This is my longest episode so far. Wow. Wow. God bless you, guys. I love you. Bye.